This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey, Jen. Hey, Em. How <laughs> are you doing? 2023, baby. Woo. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And it's funny because today's episode is on stress. But last week's episode, which I love, which which was um, Tori Dunlap and about like finances. And it's interesting because one of the examples we're going to give today talking about stress is like financial stress and like how it can have episodes of this. And I'm wondering, it's interesting to think about how many people are making finances and financial stress part of 2023 goals of uh, mm. feeling a little bit more in control of. That was one of my goals. <gasps> what is it? Just like financial literacy. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the uh, not even. What is money? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Wait, financial literacy, right? Like, I mean, it is. So, I mean, one of the things she talked about was just like, you know, like nobody fucking knows what they're doing. Exactly. And Unless no one teaches you, have... you. No, no. No one teaches you. And it feeds into our stress. You know, I think that's a big, that is a big part of stress, right? Is money and how it affects our everyday lives. And there's just so much that plays into yeah. it. Well, it's funny also because we sit here and talk about like nobody really teaches you about um, finances, but a lot of people don't get taught about stress. Like I sit and like, like, you know, it's so funny is right. Like our generation for fear of becoming parents, you like sit and like teach your child to deep breathe, like Millie knows to take breaths. Like, do you have any memory of your parents doing like stress comprehensive stuff with you? Uh, no. <laughs> 
I not. feel like mine would have. Like, I feel like my mom maybe would have. I have to ask her about this. I don't remember it, though. And I don't think historically I have dealt well with stress. It, it, same. <laughs> I mean, but also because why else would we become therapists if we were historically great at dealing You're with our own stress? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I was thinking back to like my first experience with stress, like the first time I can remember feeling really stressed. And I was a very disorganized child. And so I remember I just had I had a binder. Remember binders? Of course. And like the ring on the binder broke and like all of my papers fell out into my bag. And I remember just like the stress and anxiety that I had no words for. And so anyway, that was my first memory of stress and my first memory of possible, you know, ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say there's a part of me that like feels like surprised. Right. Okay, so I guess that's part of it for me, which is that because I was I'm one of the few people that was diagnosed at the appropriate age where you got early intervention and skills. I I was like in the learning support classroom and had assistance and had a tutor to like help with executive function stuff because I had a mom who was a school psychologist who was able to like know these things. Right. So I typically have a messy room, but tend to stay pretty organized. Wouldn't you think? Oh, you're so right organized. Yeah. And you are always trying to become more organized. You just said yesterday, I got a digital planner because you're an iPad girly now. And listen, it's probably going (laughs) to last like one month. (laughs) At least I'm realistic with myself these days. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think. But also, Em, were you, because your mom was a school psychologist, do you feel like you were taught how to manage your stress? I think that I was, I don't remember the stress. Organization, yes. And, And being organized led to less stress. Yeah. But what we, we can talk a little bit about like different types of stress. Yeah. And I think that that can be helpful, right? Okay. So like there's a few when we sit here and talk about stress. Let's remember you experience stress. And there is a hormone reaction, right? Of cortisol and adrenaline that starts to surge through your fucking body. The interesting thing about cortisol is you know how people talk a little bit about if you're trying to get pregnant, try to not be stressed because stress, you know, we don't have direct for the re- for the record, we don't have actually direct research that says that. But the reason that that belief is from is because when you have heightened cortisol in your body, what your body does is actually shut down the less necessary um, systems in your body, like pr- reproductive and digestive. Mm, it's like it's like um, a survival mechanism that your exactly, body goes into. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Your body, and that's why our bodies are so fucking smart, right? I need all this stuff over here, so I have to shut down these things over here, and that's sort of interesting, right? Well, we should, <laughs> Nikki. As you listen to this, and we talk through your stomach problems, like, <laughs> oh, don't forget what I just said, she's... which is that stress can shut down digestion. Okay, um, she's gonna quit. <laughs> she's... Dude, Shit. Uh, okay, but there's that meme that's like you're either a headache girl or a uh, stomachache girl. Yeah, I'm a headache girl. I'm a headache girl too. Yeah, right. Yeah, some I people love are a headache. headache. So, I just get them all the time. Probably because we're looking at screens too much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Now, (laughs) under normal circumstances, though, the cortisol releases and our body returns to typical mental, emotional, and physical functioning. Goes back to normal. All great and good. Mm. Stressful things happen. A deer runs out while I'm driving. Fucking stressful. Within 10 minutes, my body's come down from it, right? Okay. So we have acute short-term stress, that example of the deer, or let's say a one-time work um, thing we have to get done. Then we can have episodic acute stress, which is the same acute stress over and over again. I have a type 
um, deadline at work, except for that. I have the same fucking tight deadline every single week because I have a boss who is um, unreasonable with uh, time management. Then we have chronic stress. Chronic stress is the, it's like something like constant relationship stress, um, constant financial stress over us in a living in a neighborhood where there is more crime and less safety. Those can all lead to chronic stress. And so mm. we, what we see is that we have acute stress situations. Cortisol is right on come down afterwards. Chronic stress, you are living with that surging through you all the fucking time. It doesn't just go back around. Mm. Does that make sense? So we can that makes sit so much here, sense. right? So we can sit here and talk about stress management skills, which I think a lot of people want to hear about. And I'm going to say for the record, they will work when we're talking about acute and episodic, but they're going to be different when we start to talk about chronic. Okay? So the skills that we need for actual stress management, are you ready for them? I'm ready. Self-compassion. <laughs> we're therapists. We have to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> Self-compassion. Bet you didn't, right. bet you didn't I, think we were going there. <laughs> rest. Focus. Emotional regulation. Cognitive ability. And social connection. Wow, a lot of things. Those are actual skills that we can work on towards stress management. So we can talk a little bit through about like what those all mean. And we also have a bunch of questions today. But you can understand how constant stress in our lives is going to impact everything around us. Mm. Now, there's helpful stress. Helpful stress is, oh, fuck, our CEs are due next month, Jen. <laughs> you're a therapist, or if you're anyone who has any type of licensing that has to be renewed, you know the drama of continuing eds. And the fact that even though you know that you have two years to do them, you will probably inevitably leave them to the last month. Right. Not like us. We don't no, do that. No. No. Okay, for the record, Jen. I do that. <laughs> it may. It is me. It's not us. I love you so much, but it's not us. <laughs> right. I thought we were in. I thought we were in this together. Well, okay, that we're in together. I'll, I'm okay. gonna, I'll take it with you. Okay. And then you leave. And then you, then you're hanging me out to dry. <laughs> you're, you're fucked for the rest. Okay. But right. So there's a situation where we'll have this large stressful situation, and that's helpful stress. If I'm not stressed about that. I'm going to miss my license renewal date and I am fucked. I don't actually know what happens if you miss it. I'm right. I'm not really sure. <laughs> not really sure, but that will I'm not sure happen. I'm sure because my my helpful stress gets me to get things done on time. Mm -hmm. However, my helpful stress doesn't kick in until the last minute. And I think that that is different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. That's why some of us procrastinate. That helpful stress is really helpful for me. Yeah. That I almost need to feel that helpful stress in order to be able to get things done. And in a lot of ways, you know, and I, I talk about this, that procrastination isn't necessarily bad unless it's affecting you negatively. Yeah. For some people, I, I think that's the thing. Procrastination really fucking works, actually. It works great for me. Yeah depending on the situation. Mm. I would say for the most part, right? Like when we were in grad school, I would study the day before, but I would go so hard studying. It would be... But you also actually paid attention to class. You didn't... No, I it, didn't. You don't think you did in grad school? Well, maybe it depends. I, we, I you feel did. Like we would, I feel you like we would talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was probably true too. But yeah. I, you... <laughs> 
like an undergrad, I never went to classes because I went to Penn State. I went to a huge school. I never went to classes. And then I would only study the day before. And yeah. it was really stressful and upsetting. And then I and then I was flushed with guilt afterwards because I was like, oh. I'm wasting my college experience. Like I have would have like come downs of like regret. Wow. Not you. Yeah. No, no. Well, the thing is, because because I would do the same thing in um, undergrad that I I would wait till the last minute and then I would work so hard at studying like I was kind of like I do now, like I did for the licensing exam. I mean, I go really hard when I study. Yes. But the thing about grad school is that I was very interested in it, which is yeah. probably why you looked over at me and it looked like I was paying attention. It did. Yeah. I did right. always think and that. And so so so. <laughs> So, yeah, I think there is something really helpful about stress and necessary, mm-hmm. right? There's something about stress that can be um, used towards something really productive. And if you look at procrastination and how society tells us that procrastinating is bad, it's wrong, you need to start earlier. I think to be able to ask yourself as an individual, does this work for me? Is it okay for me to make this decision? And this is a perfect example. You're not a procrastinator, I would say. No. We're very different in the ways in which we get things done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if that has to do with my ability to compartmentalize. <laughs> and I don't have that. And you don't have that. <laughs> Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Here's like, here's an example of a difference of us, right? So I am someone now part of this has to do with childcare and different stuff, but also it's because I can't leave stuff to last minute. So what will happen is I'll text Jen and be like, whoa, next week looks really overwhelmed. And Jen will be like, haven't even thought about it, right? <laughs> she won't look at our calendar until the, the calendar, the calendar Calendal. until the day of. I am looking at our calendar like weeks back preparing for the next thing. That is how I take care of myself. It does give me some stress to begin with, but it also is how I feel in control. You do the complete fucking opposite where you will not look at shit. Because it's the only way that it's the only thing that helps me stay present. Like in the moment, if I look at the day ahead of me instead of the week ahead of me, right? Because nothing, unless there's something that I have to prepare for, right? Mm. But if there's not, we're on someone else's podcast. Like that's what exactly, we're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If there's something like that, or if we, and we're very lucky to have Nikki who helps us with this. But yeah, I will not look at my calendar until either the day before or the day of, because that's what helps me stay present, because I know that otherwise my anxiety will heighten. The idea of that makes me feel fucking anxious. Wow. Just the idea of that alone. Like, I cannot imagine waiting till the same day. I was thinking about my ability to compartmentalize um, the other day because sometimes I will feel something and I'll feel it in my body and then I will forget why I feel that way. Does that ever happen to you? Okay, explain that again. So like I'll feel like something will happen, whether I'm like really happy, excited about it. Yeah. Or if I'm really sad about it or anxious about something and then I can immediately forget in my mind, why I feel that way, but I can still feel it. Holy shit. Um, no, you know me. My brain never stops fucking. I'm like, bruh, 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 bruh. I never, like, I'll never I, stop thinking about it. So quick to compartmentalize. But anyway, moral of the story is the reason why we highlight our differences is that you, what might work for someone else might not work for you. And it's so easy, especially this time of year when everyone's talking about their goals and how they're taking care of themselves. It's so easy to cling on to other people's ways of um, doing things, but you have to do what's right for you. You have to be able to manage your stress in the ways that work best for you. And so I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, to ask yourself, what are the ways that work best for me? What's helpful for me? What's not helpful for me? And are there things about my, the way in which I manage this stress. Are there things about that that I want to change? Okay, so let's go to some questions because we're talking a little yeah. bit about how we want you to do this because I want you to identify what's causing the stress and the type of stress you have. So let's. I'm going to use the first question as the example, right, which is tips for managing work-life stress. First, we have to identify what is causing the stress, right? Is it work? Is it life? Is it relationships? Is this constant? Is this, is this acute? If I, one of the things that I have to, especially when I work with moms, is I have to like be like, the first year is hell. 
And it won't always be like this, right? Like sitting here and knowing like that this will be difficult and it'll end is a very helpful thing when it comes to stress management. So first, we have to identify what's happening as opposed to just saying, this is horrible and everything's a fucking disaster and it's the worst. Not that I've ever done this or do this every day in my life, but <laughs> I have to like break myself down and be like, all right, enough with the fucking language and what is actually happening here. Is this really the worst? Is everything really terrible? Or do I have this week, my schedule got a little bit too maxed out. I, I didn't say no. What can we switch around? What can actually be done to manage? Use the words manage, right? So let's figure out how to fucking manage it. And I think it's so easy for certain areas of your life that feel stressful for you to bleed into other areas of your life. So to be able to separate out, just as you were saying, Em, what are the things that are actually causing me this stress, yeah. right? And it might be a bunch of different areas if your schedule is um, maxed out, yeah. right? If there's a lot of things on your plate. And it might be the fact that, okay, maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's the fact that there is too much on my plate. I don't have enough time for myself. So give yourself the time to ask yourself those questions. And this also bleeds into the next question, how to get better at noticing when you're stressed. I often don't realize it because it motivates me. Yes. So, okay. So that goes into, let's remember these skills I talked about before. Again, those skills were self-compassion, rest, focus, emotional regulation, cognitive ability, social connection, right? So what I feel like we need like an acronym for it. It's, it's too late now. So somebody, I'm <laughs> already talking. I have to write out the first letter and all these things. I don't fucking know. I'll, we'll make it. We'll make a pretty thing on Canva. You know, on you know I don't. Okay. You know I don't think about things until the last minute. <laughs> so this is the time, is it not? All right. Well, we'll make a pretty thing on Canva, and then people can fucking screenshot it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, good. <laughs> so, but what we talk about here is one focus, right, and the cognitive ability. As opposed to, ah, I'm screaming at my partner, or I'm yelling at my kids, or I'm frustrated with my dog, or I'm kicking over this trash can, or I, I can't come out of my room, I'm so fucking isolated. We have to say, okay, maybe there's something happening. <laughs> Where do I feel it in my body? And how is that connected to what I'm feeling? If we are experiencing chronic stress, I'm in a high-conflict household, I'm in a high conflict area. I have chronic financial stress, right? It's going to be harder to identify. So there's a possibility that the reason we're struggling to identify it is because it's so chronic. It's not just like, oh, I'm stressed out um, because I have this paper due on Friday. There also might be ways in which people around you maybe are invalidating that stress, oh, right? Shocking. <laughs> you know, I can, <laughs> can't imagine that ever happens. Right. Oh. Where people might be saying, well, this is how it goes, you know, and I mean, that's people say this. I, I mean, I'm on a fucking soapbox here, but for I know people say, say this to mothers. parents all the time. Yeah. Well, you chose to have children. Right. I'd be like, oh, well, yeah. Or um, this is you're going to miss these times. You're these are the and times maybe, you won't get back. Yeah, maybe. But sure. maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I but, was in, you know, it's funny. Wait, I have to tell you the story. Okay. So yesterday, yeah, yeah, go to the office, right? It's been, you know, after Christmas break, we're out of stuff. So we're, we're paper towels, tissues, all the stuff I got to do. So I go to Target yeah. yesterday and there is a, you know, a, a, um, an aged, lovely, lovely woman, um, you know, probably rocking her 80s and 90s, real cool. And she's yeah. moving slow, man. She's moving slow. 
And I'm like, and I was just like, oh, excuse me. I'm just going to run and get these tissues and then I'll be right out of your way. She's taking a lot of time to look at the tissues. I didn't want to be yeah, rude, yeah. jump in front of her, yeah, but I need to course, get back to the course. office. Of course, of course. And she goes, I'm retired. I never rush. And I was like, cool. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, you and I are in very different like life stages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Like, she's just like, I'm retired and I'm just looking at all these different types of tissues. She had so much time to figure out what kind of tissue she wanted. And I just chose the cheapest what was, I was going to say, what was your, what was your process? Well, I always cheat, but I also, they got to have a lotion in. We got a lot of people crying Oh, in the they office. need a lotion, yes. Yeah, we're not going to be, let's, I'm doing cheaper, but they have to have added lotion. So Good, good choice. So just in case you're coming to our office, there is <laughs> lotion in the tissues. <laughs> but it was a really interesting moment that this person, in the moment I was feeling sort of stressed to get back to the office for this, you know, um, meeting I had at one o'clock. And she's just vibing with the tissues, man. And so it's true. I would also imagine maybe there's a part of her that looked at me and was like, oh, I do miss those days. I miss the days of like, you know, having some place to be or my kids or whatever it is. And still, that's not what she said. She didn't say slow down. She didn't say anything. She just said, ah, I'm retired. I don't Go rush anymore. You see that a lot in driving, too. Oh. Right? People are in very different <laughs> emotional states when they're driving and it like the just the trajectory that everyone is everyone's on the same trajectory but in different emotional states mm -hmm. and it affects everyone else right like if you're rushing to get somewhere the person in front of you they're retired they don't rush the way in which because you can't have that conversation like you did at target mm -mm. you know you could just you know someone's speeding by you flip them off yeah <laughs> <laughs> keep on going i don't do that I would never. You would never. Actually People do have that. flipped me off. I'm sure that's true. Times. Um, and I'm like. <laughs> so, right. So first we're talking about is identifying what's happening for you, what you're experiencing, what your body's telling you, what your mind's telling you, what is sort of the narrative going on. And part of that, and that's when I go into the rest and focus part that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I have to slow it down to focus and get a grip. <laughs> and that's what's called get get, getting a fucking grip, right? Like, because like, that's what happens is like, I lose it. Yeah. Right. When I have high stress, either one, we go to like right ostrich, put it in the fucking ground or you or what I do, which is fucking be my head is on a goddamn swivel. Um, mm. I'm looking like the chick from The Exorcist. Mm. And, and there's two different ways of <laughs> without, stress, right? without the projectile vomit. Well, you never know what's happening in the Beerly household. Right, so right, it's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but so the first identification, slowing it down, what is the type of stress I have and what's causing this, right? I think that people, you know, talk a lot about deep breathing, meditation, but for the reason that it helps you to be more present in the moment and more centered. Yes. And it touches on all of these different pieces, right? Touches on self-compassion, touches on being present, grounded, focused, touches on the cog your cognitive ability. So there's so many pieces of, and, and some people are into meditation, some people aren't, but there's pieces of it that you can take, whether or not you're into it, that touch on a lot of these different points that lead you towards stress reduction. Yeah. And and the thing about meditation, which is I'm a really big fan of, is also because the, the whole point of meditation is to connect you to something larger, mm. which is that like, you know, like, okay, is this really going to matter in five years? Is this going to matter in five fucking days? 
if I had ended up being late for that meeting, waiting for the tissues, what would have really happened? Oof, that's my favorite question to ask myself, usually around late, being late. Yeah. What's really going to happen? What's going to happen if I'm late? Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash shrinkchicks. Emily and I used to show up to the office. Don't even, don't, please don't expose this. Like an hour and a half <laughs> early for clients. We, I mean, the, the one thing we do have in common is we both are so big about being on time. Yeah. Maybe and too much. So, so maybe a little too much. So we would drive from Philadelphia and we would get there, both get there an hour and a half early. It was insane. Yeah. But it worked. But it worked for us. It worked. Well, it worked for stress management. 
if I had been yes. running late, if or let's say if I only gave myself 20 minutes and then I hit traffic, it wasn't worth it for me to start my day overwhelmed as opposed to feeling really decompressed beforehand. Yes. Right? So that's that is a big way that we have learned to take care of ourselves is to create space between, especially when you're seeing clients, if there are other therapists listening to this, to create space between, you know, your tasks of the day and when you're seeing clients to be able to give yourself time to center yourself. And I think that this can span to all different professions that to find Moments of time, intentional time, where you're being able to ground and center yourself can be really, really important. And for us, that was it, getting to the office early was important for us so that we weren't stressed, so we could center and ground ourselves. And so I would encourage you, if you're listening, to ask, what is that time for you? What does that look like for you? Do you have space for that? Mm -hmm. And I guess also how does stress affect you? I know the stress makes me a monster. So... <laughs> I know that having a ton of it in my life is not the best thing for me. For me, it's more helpful to have lots of slow time, to have space to do my grounding and my check-in and do a little bit of meditation because that's what works for me because I am someone who is greatly affected by stress. And I'm also someone, and also part of this is like you go into like health stuff, right? Which is I poly, I have PCOS. Um, there's lots of information about cortisol and the reaction, blah, 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 right? Like, so for me, stress management, it really fucking matters. And you have to, it's almost like you have to put it on, I don't want to say on your list because that makes it sound stressful, but like you have to be intentional about, about creating that time for yourself because otherwise you won't do it. I like the idea of it being on a list. I don't think that sounds stressful. I like it. Oh, for me, for me, that sounds stressful. <laughs> you know, I don't look at a list. So I know, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, okay. So, yes, okay. So, so for those Emily's out there, put it on a list. You put that on a list to to make sure that you are being intentional about that time, because otherwise, when we are just on autopilot going about our day, you're not going to automatically create that time for yourself. That time doesn't just come to be able to intentionally create that time. There was a point in time where I was intentionally creating an hour in my morning to be able to give to myself before I saw clients for the day. And that was so incredibly helpful. And I really had to boundary that time off, whether it was I'm taking my dog for a walk, I'm going to be outside because I know I'm going to be inside for the rest of the day. I'm eating breakfast. I'm getting coffee. I'm intentionally creating this time for myself. I'm not answering my phone. And so be really intentional about this time, about the boundaries around this kind of stress management time so that you can tackle the rest of the day. And I want to be clear that it doesn't have to be an hour. If you have an hour and you're yes. able to do that, that's fucking amazing. But if you're a healthcare worker and you have five seconds, walk into the closet, grip your fucking hands and breathe really hard for five seconds and walk back out, right? Like yeah. if you're a teacher and you can't walk away from your students, you have to be in the classroom, physically turn around, ignore them, try to fucking get it out and try to ground yourself, right? What we can do is check in with ourselves and have that awareness. You might not always have the time. If you are in, right, like healthcare worker, a teacher, any of these, or stay-at-home mom, any of these things, you often do not have the time to go away. But still, you can say, oh, my God, I'm really stressed out. I have to, like, turn around, do a few breaths, or, like, yes. right, like, just do a small, small bit. And then say, here's the thing I have to do for later. 
Another thing is like on your commute into work, outside of work, if you're driving, if you're walking, however long it takes you, it's so easy on your commute to be like, fuck, I just like don't want to go to work today, right? And it just like haunts you the entire time. Instead, to ask yourself, what can I do on my commute that is just for me? Mm. What can I give to myself on this commute? Whether it's I'm listening to a podcast, I'm listening to my you know, a book. I'm listening to, uh, I'm not listening to anything. Do you ever drive for a long time and you're yes. just in complete silence? <laughs> you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh my God, how did I get here? Yeah. Okay. Are we going off on a tangent? What else we got? No, I think it's good. Okay. Let's go back to questions though, because we have so many questions to get to. Yeah. yeah. I have, this is a, this is a Jen question. Ready? Ooh, okay. Ready. How to not be stressed about being stressed. Because I think this goes into like leaning into anxiety and stuff, right? It does. Well, it also, you know, we, I I believe we also got a question. How do I not feel this, right? There's always one. There's always one. But I, I think if it goes back to the beginning of what Emily was talking about is that stress is a natural response. We all feel stressed. You are a human being. And so... A lot of the feeling stressed about feeling stressed is the inability to give yourself the space to be human. It is okay. It does not feel okay. It is part of the human experience to feel stressed. And so when we are hard on ourselves for feeling stressed, when we are stressed about feeling stressed, it makes the stress even more intense. Mm -hmm. So this is where it touches on that aspect of self-compassion, where being really, really kind, giving yourself space to be able to say, okay, this is really hard, right? All the noise that says, oh, you know, of course you made this choice. You know, you're in this job. Everyone goes through this. All of the voices that are invalidating you, I want you to shut them out. Because the most important thing is to validate and give yourself the space to feel what you're feeling. It is a human experience. If there are other people in the same situation who aren't giving themselves that compassion or that grace, that does not mean that you don't have to give that to yourself. So take the time to really give yourself that self-compassion and say, okay, I am feeling this. Recognize what you're feeling and say, how can I nurture myself through this stress? What is it that I need to give to myself right now? Mm-hmm. How can I fully take care of, your, of myself through this? Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. opposed to being frustrated and angry with ourselves. So that is where the self-compassion comes in. I like that. Thanks. You did a great job. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> How to explain what is stressing you out when something is stressful for you, but not for your partner? Mm. I love this question. Okay. Go. Oh, my God, then do it, baby girl. I think it's my four shots of espresso are kicking in, too, if you couldn't tell. My voice is already like we've been talking for, what, 30 minutes. I've been everyone knows I have been sick for the past two fucking months. We're just rolling with it. Two months. It's been like two years. (laughs) (laughs) It's been longer. (laughs) Stress also hurts your immune system. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Hey. So, okay, this is and this can touch on chronic stress. Right. If this is something that stresses you out often, I want you to try to talk to your partner at a time in which you're not stressed or a time in which you're less activated. Do you only let yourself be open when you are stressed? 
because the way in which that is going to be expressed when you are stressed might make it a little bit more difficult for your partner to really hear. And so when you have time separate from your stress, right, let's say it's a weekend. It's a weekend and work is the thing that stresses you out every time you come home from work. You're really stressed out. You try to explain it to your partner, but they don't understand it. They don't have the same stress. So on the weekend, I want you to go up to your partner and I want you to say, hey, listen, things at work have been really stressful. I recognize how stressful they have been. I recognize how shut down I am after work. I recognize that I'm a little more snippy with you. I really want to put some things into place in order to make sure it's not bleeding into our relationship or that I'm able to take care of myself so that it's not taking on a life of its own at home. So here is what I need when I get home from work. Here's how I'm going to take care of myself. And here's what would be really helpful for you Mm -hmm. to help me with. And here's what I know, that people don't need to understand you and fully get it to provide loving care and compassion for it. Jen might not be a mom, and yet she has provided love, support, and understanding any time I have had an issue in motherhood, right? You do not have to go through what someone is, and you don't have to feel like if someone's like, oh, well, that one stressed me out. All right, well, that's why we ain't fucking talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. You're immune, right? Like, you're healthier than me. You win the fucking gold medal. And like, but, so like anyone's like, well, I just don't get it. That's fucking fine. You don't have to get it. What is the relational aspect is saying my partner is in pain, my partner is overwhelmed. What do they need for support? That's it. You don't have to get shit. What happens sometimes in our relationships is that our partner, the way in which they try to help is to fix it, right? Well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this differently? They'll offer you suggestions. Mm -hmm. And it ends up being this conversation that doesn't have to happen. Ends up being a conversation that is more stressful in your relationship, right? Where your partner, instead of offering suggestions, they can just be there for you. They can hear you. They can hold you. They can you know, you can, they can figure out what's for dinner so that you don't have to take on any of that mental load. They can, whatever it is, the changing the way in which you communicate around your stress is so important in order to be able to tackle it, you know, when the stress is happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think having that conversation outside of the stressful times is really essential. So yeah. pick a time to do that. that How would you it. do it? Okay. okay so, and so that would be a conversation, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Let's talk about this. On Tuesday nights, we have a team huddle. Yes. Okay. Exactly. A time in which you're not feeling stressed. Oh, yeah. Team huddle. I love it. Um, uh, I want to do this, dear Emma and Jen. It's about okay. dating, but I also think it goes into stress and anxiety. So I want to like, I think it's an interesting way to sort of make a real life example. Are you ready? I love it. I'm ready. Dear Emma and Jen, basically, I can't date. Like literally can't. It scares the shit out of me. I've known as the three date queen because after a third date with a perfectly nice guy, I find something to get the ick over and bail. I jump ship if there's not immediate sparks. I've had the sparks before with guys who are not interested and they got really shitty and really messy. And I think my brain confused the adrenaline of toxic situations with real feelings. All of my friends go on dates are so giddy and excited after and just keep on going and bam, are in relationships. Oh, also the only times I've been able to develop real feelings is when there's a friendship or something first. I wonder if maybe if I was gay and it was just the thought of being with a guy that freaked me out because it feels like it's something big that I'm missing here that I'm not understanding. 
I get along so much easier with girls, but I also wonder if that's just because I don't feel any pressure for more than a relationship. I've also had shitty sexual situations. I think it's most likely from the trauma of that. But I can't get close to a potential partner, especially ones from the internet, which, since we all stopped leaving the house, is pretty much the only way of meeting them. Help. One, I want to start out by first acknowledging there's nothing wrong if you're gay or bi or pan or want to explore any type of relationship with women. That's fucking great. There's also many people that have experienced unhealthy sexual situations with men that make the decision to be with women. You are allowed to do whatever works for you. No fucking shame. If there's shame in that, that belongs to someone else, not to you. And I'm sorry for any messaging you've gotten. Let's put that out of the way now. Now, let's also talk about what might keep this person in this loop. What do you think, Jen? What else would you want to know from this person? I think there's... You always have more questions. Okay, that's... <laughs> I, I have a really tough time with Dear Emma and Jen because I have more questions. I want to know what happens at, on the third date. I want to know what happens internally for you. I want to know where your mind goes. When you say, I get the ick, I get, I find something to get the ick over. I want to understand what the ick is. I want to understand what that feeling is. Is the ick you want to push them away? Is it the ick you're getting, you're feeling close to them and you want to push them? Whatever it is, I want to understand what the feeling is. There's also this conversation around, my brain gets confused of the adrenaline of toxic situations with real feelings. I want to validate how common that is because I think that we have always gotten a lot of messaging around the intensity of certain relationships, of toxic relationships, and how that can be confused with the intensity of our feelings towards someone or our love towards someone or our passion. There are pieces of that that can feel really passionate and intense, but it doesn't make for safety in a relationship mm -hmm. over time. And so I want to first acknowledge how incredible it is that this person is recognizing that, you know, and so I think there is a balance because I also don't want to invalidate the fact that maybe you are going out with people and maybe you aren't attracted to them, right? Maybe you are connected mm -hmm. to them that I don't, I don't just want to jump and say, oh, this is something from your childhood that's affecting the way that how connected you feel in these relationships. It also is very possible you are just not attracted mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. this person. And so I think that that's okay too. So I have so much that I would want to explore with this person to help them explore themselves, which brings me to want to say, I think this would be a really good time to <laughs> talk to a therapist. I, I really, I really mean that because this is, there is a lot of things to kind of pull apart to figure out. And there's, it's, so complex. This isn't an easy answer. And I wish that the Dear M and Jens were easy answers and I could give you a quick fix. Like I wish I could give quick fixes for stress, chronic stress, anxiety. When I think that dating relationships, intimacy, connection, what we're attracted, there's so many complexities to it. And that the importance of you really understanding yourself to be able to move forward in whatever direction feels right for you and be able to change directions, right? Be able to question yourself, be able to. It's really helpful to do it with someone else mm -hmm. by your side, with someone else who can kind of hear what you're saying, help guide you. And so 
I don't have an easy answer for this. Besides, I have more questions. And I think it's incredible that you're asking yourself a lot of these questions and sticking to what feels right yeah. for you. Um, I want to also recommend the book, The Human Magnetic Syndrome, Why We Love People Who Hurt Us, um, Ross Rosenberg. That might be an interesting read for you. But I think this also thing is we're talking the language you're using is push through, make myself comparison. You don't seem to be vibing with this either. It's also really okay to not try so hard. Right? You talked about with women how it's this easier thing. It also seems like there's so much less stress. It also seems like there's a lot more safety. I think it's also the really importance of exploring your relationship with men and masculinity and what that's been like for you. And is that safe for you to be around? And that there is safety with being with complete fucking jerks because at least they're predictable. Mm -hmm. It feels comfortable. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. Because I'd that's be what you know. know what your house looked like growing up. A lot of other things in terms of that. We don't have a great answer for this today. But what we have is that there's nothing wrong with you, that you are not broken, and you have some exploring to do. And thank you for your vulnerability in this, dear Em and Jen. Like, thank you so much. I I really think other people listening to this and hearing this is, you know, it's helpful when you're vulnerable. It it allows other people to be vulnerable with themselves, too. So just appreciate this question so much because there's so much vulnerability in it. Uh, we recently got a bunch of questions as well of how do you submit it, dear Emma and Jen? You can always email us, hello at shrinkchicks.com or DM us on Instagram and just write dear Emma and Jen and it might get picked for one of these episodes. We are just so grateful that you're here with us. We can't wait to fucking go into 2023 with you. And hey, if you liked this episode, we always ask you to send that to a friend who might like it as well. We ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast. You can watch us on YouTube. You can follow us at The Therapy Group or at Shrink Chicks. And we'd love to set you up with an amazing clinician in our new beautiful Rittenhouse location or our Westchester location or virtually in Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Florida, and California. And don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>